Happy April 7th, everybody. Yeehaw. I feel like it's always <laughs> helpful when someone says the date in the morning so that the rest of the day, when you like have to think about it, you know. No, I love that. And I, every morning I'd always watch the Today Show and they'd be like, today is Wednesday, April 7th. Yeah. And now I don't watch the Today Show. So we don't know what day it is. So we never know what day it is. We'll get better at that. There's, oh my gosh, the worst is when I send emails, I'm like, happy Thursday. And then I realize it's Wednesday and I'm like... Wow, I'm the worst human ever. That's a day ruiner for a lot of people. I, I'm sure you're not sending meetings with those emails. Yes, yeah, probably not. And they're like, screw this chick. But no, last night we had so much fun. Thank you for everyone who joined our Instagram live with the girls over at One Drink In. We had such a blast. We're going to do it more, I think. We had a good time. Yeah. Milo, Chloe, if you're listening, thank you. Yeah. So much fun. And I think today's episode's even better. I've been... I'm just like drooling. Like I Chris, we love you. <laughs> like we seriously love if you're ever you. in Chicago and you want Wait, so quick back up. So today's episode we sat down with Chris Conran. Uh he was on this past season of The Bachelorette. He was on Claire's season. Yeah. He was not on Tasha's season. Uh and oh my gosh, like He's phenomenal. It was amazing. We originally had scheduled like an hour to like sit down with him and it ended up turning into almost like two hours of shooting the shit. We had the best time. I feel like we're best friends. Yeah, Chris, I, Chris, Chris, I, Chris, I hope you feel the same way because we, uh, we're ready for it. We are ready to make jalapeno egg rolls and we are ready for chicken and pancakes and everyone He's the best. Enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think. Give Give, Chris a follow. Yeah. Like DM him because he does respond to DMs. Yeah. He's the, he's a sweetheart. He is a true sweetheart. And And a panty dropper. And a, oh, he actually is. (laughs) We were like, he like said a few things and I literally just stood at him and I was like, I'm tongue tied right now. I don't even know what to say with you, but I don't want to give everything away because you still have a lot more minutes to get through. (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the deep dish. Let's Let's get saucy. First question. You just, we're going to say two things. You say the one you prefer. Very straightforward. Are you ready? Easy. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Burger King can, never mind. (laughs) Okay. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Baseball or football? Football. And I played college baseball and I still choose football. Yeah, we did some research. I have some questions about that. Okay. Um, We stalked you. Domestic travel or international travel? International, 100%. Older girls or younger girls? Older. Okay. Okay. Air fryer or Instapot? Air fryer. Brunettes or blondes? Ooh. I always date brunettes, but I always say blondes. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I, I know. Why you passed. Great job. Great job. <laughs> um, okay. Now we can get into the juicy stuff. Yes. Well, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? Where do you live? How do we help you? What do you do? What do you do? 
What do I do? All right. So my name is number. No, I'm kidding. Four eight seven. Um, so my name is Chris Conran. I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri. I've been in Salt Lake City, Utah for the past 10 years. And I actually came out here originally to play college baseball and fell in love with Utah and never went back home. Salt Lake so, sounds amazing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And I tell everyone that. And my friends are always like, why don't you move back to St. Louis? And I'm like, why don't you come see Salt Lake and figure out why I didn't move back to St. Louis? <laughs> I'm like, don't listen to your friends in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. So... But yeah, I'm like a super easygoing, just I love having fun and I love kind of living life in the moment. Like I'm not someone who yeah. loves plans. I, my last trip I went on, I booked a flight to Thailand the week of the flight. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I was already in LA and my friends were like, dude, I don't know why you're not coming with us. And I was like, all right, hold on. And I just booked a flight and left. <laughs> Wait, something that I was reading said your mom is from Thailand. Is that correct? My mom is from Thailand. So she, yeah, she lived there for, you know, her entire life until she moved to the United States. And uh, my parents met because my dad lived in Thailand for three years, uh, started an English teaching school there. And my mom was his secretary. So, you know, a little, little office romance. There. Oh, <laughs> spicy. That is spicy. Okay. And yeah, what's funny is he actually talked my mom into moving to America because they decided, you know, we want to have kids, but we don't want to raise kids in Bangkok. Yeah. Um, and my mom's mom, my grandma, the whole time was like, you're going to be sold into slavery and you're going to be a slave in America because that's how she saw America. She said, yeah. it's like, it's just because my mom is from the northeastern part of Thailand, like the border of Thailand and Laos. And it is farmlands. When I went there the first time in fifth grade, I mean, it's pee and poop in a whole territory. Yeah. Wow. So that's it's a crazy. different awesome. lifestyle. You, have, like, you can go with someone who's like lived there their whole life and like you can really learn what it feels like for someone who's, you're not just like traveling to travel there. Like you were going with someone who lived there and like can take you to all the special places that like no one yeah. know about. No, it's a ton of fun. And I speak a little bit of Thai. I wish I can, wish I could speak more, but I never wanted to learn it because it sounded like such a gross sounding language. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, hey. to say I speak a little bit of Thai, I'd look at you and say, hey, put Thai Dai Nitnoi. But I ask every taxi driver if they speak English because then I feel a little bit safer there. And yeah. to say that, it's Kun Put Pasang Kit Dai Mai. And it's just like drunk words coming out of your mouth when you yeah. say it. Yeah. Like, That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's a fun, beautiful place. Um, that's How probably where I go visit. How many times have you been there? Four times, I think. Yeah, that's okay. cool. That's awesome. I've been there. Yeah, I lived in Korea for two months. I've been to Bali, China, Japan. I love Asia. Big wow. travel guy. Oh, that's on my I, list. I'm like yeah. dying to go to Vietnam for like years. Ooh, yeah. That'll be a fun one. I haven't been to Vietnam. I think I'm doing the Philippines next. Okay, so you are in landscape design. Is that correct? Yes. So I do business development and marketing for a landscape architecture firm. And then I also have a consulting business that I do marketing for. I only have one client right now. I typically have more than that, but I don't know what's happening for me over the next few months. And so yeah. I've kind of like mellowed that stuff out. Um, yeah, I do marketing consulting for a company called Cup Op. 
and they own 30 restaurants in Utah, Nevada, Colorado, kind of all over. Um, That's cool. When you went on the show, did you have to take time off of work for like all the days that you had to be without a phone and a computer? I did, unfortunately. So the sad part was, is I took time off work twice because I went out there in March for the original Ugh, thing. I got screwed over for that whole situation. Like that, oh, uh, who was, was it? Yeah, Chasen was telling us. And then hearing Chasen's experience versus Spencer, it was like wild because like Spencer literally had to be what in the hotel for like 20 something days. And then he's like, let me on. They're like, yeah, here you go. You can finally leave. So that was Spencer because he stayed in his hotel until Tasha came on. Yes. <laughs> and I couldn't do that. I went insane the second time around. I and it's because like there were two days where the producers didn't even come talk to me. And I was sitting there like my best friend was, it was the guy who delivered the food three times a day. And I would sit next to the door and wait for him to deliver the food just so I can open it and say, Hey, how are you? How's your day going? I just oh want human God. interaction. It sounds like prison. It made me never want to go to prison. <laughs> hey, cheers to that. Hey, <laughs> cheers to that. <laughs> we'll just we'll just say that much. My so God. And you so when you did it the second time, you had to have known what you were getting yourself into. Like But the first, the first go around I had you know, the first go around was pre-COVID. I still remember the when Rudy Gobert was well, this is the one who tested positive and he's a jazz basketball player and Rudy and I have crossed paths multiple times. I'll never forget. We were down at Lake Powell and he was down there with us and he took sh- like a body shot off the girl that I brought and then <laughs> took my bottle and took the girl and left. It was like, yeah, man, go ahead. <laughs> I swear it was wild. I was like, all right, I guess I'm, oh. I'm just, I'm just Jenny from the block. It is what it is. Where you're like, okay, bye. I mean, I don't know. Not so much. I'd be like, I mean, okay. It was one of those things where I was just like, yeah, man, Mike, good for you. I wish I was six eight and had a multi million dollar contract. (laughs) I got a sick couch though. I got a sweet couch. I got a sweet couch to sleep on if you ever don't feel like walking up to your room. I love it. Wow. Well, you guys went through the ringer. That's insane. I can't believe that. But it's all right. You know what? We uh, had a chance at finding love. Mine was cut very, very, very short. But you know, something you posted something that said 17.6 seconds, right? I did. That was the amount of screen time I had. Yeah. I mean, you were great in those 17 seconds. Like, it was phenomenal. <laughs> I. In my mind, I think it was the best 17 seconds I've ever put out in my entire life. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm Did jealous. you have fun? Like when you met, you have a lot of like friends now out of it. Like, would you yeah. go back and be like, yes, I would do that again? Um, so after finishing the show, I told myself um, that wasn't worth it. I would not do that again. Um, and I completely changed my mindset within a couple of days. Um, and it was more due to the fact that I made great relationships. I met really cool people and it's an opportunity that not everyone gets a chance to do. Yeah. So I had to just 
like count my blessings and be thankful for the opportunity I was given. And it took me a little bit to realize that, but knowing I got, would get sent home night one, I would hundred percent do it again. Yeah. Okay. We love it. Um, okay. Yeah. And how did you, how did you get on to the bachelor? Were you scout? I actually got on because, um, one of my best friends in Utah, her name's Rachel and she's uh, married, has two kids and I'm actually the godfather of one of them. I didn't get, I didn't get the first one, unfortunately, but you know, I, I forgive her for that. I get the second. Yeah. But, uh, she nominated me for the show and I got a random phone call one day at the gym at five 30 and, um, the casting producer told me this is blah, blah, blah from the bachelorette. Don't hang up the phone. I'm not joking. And I, you know, <laughs> not joking. because yeah. <laughs> you never know. I mean, I get random oh, yeah. spam calls all the time. Prank so. calls. Hi, I'm from the bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. Like you never know. But at that point, I didn't really think anything of it. I was, in my head thinking, you know, it'd be cool if something like that happened. But I, yeah, went through the whole casting process, um, got through everything, and then, you know, left for the show in March and was out there for the five days. And then they told us, hey, you know, this COVID thing's happening. Um, we're going to send all you guys home and try again in two weeks. And then two weeks passed, and then two months passed, and then four months passed. And I finally got another call. And I figured they were going to do some recasting because I was on like the younger spectrum of the guys who they were bringing out and they ended up still bringing me out. So I'm 28 years old. Okay. But for Claire, who I was 27 at the time I went out there and I think Claire was 39. So there's a decent age gap. And I'm not saying I haven't dated women Claire's age or older because I have. Ooh, spicy. We'll get into that. I'll make a note. All right. (laughs) Okay, so after your 17.6 seconds of fame, uh-huh. lovely screen time, it was incredible. You crushed it. Then we see you. that you responded to every single DM that somebody sent you after you got sent home. Yeah, so I had so many DMs. I couldn't believe it. And what was actually really interesting to me is I always tell everyone that I have this race identity crisis and it's because when i'm in the united states i'm considered asian but when i'm in thailand i'm considered white because i'm 6'3 200 pounds i don't look like your typical five foot five thai guy yeah um but i had a huge like number of asian people who reached out to me and said thank you for representing asians it was so great to see that diversity on the show and we're really proud of you for making it on there. Even though you didn't make it, you know, past night one, you still made us all proud. And I I felt so thankful for that. And I felt the need to reply to every single DM due to the fact that I remember going to baseball games as a little kid and being the guy who would go down to the field and try to get an autograph every single game I went to. And I never got a single autograph. And all I wanted was that one autograph. And I just thought, if I could make someone's day by responding to them and saying like, thank you so much for the love and support. Um, I really appreciate it. Then I was willing to do that no matter how long it took me. My heart is flattering. You're responding to us. So wait, that is awesome. And I think you like, you could walk 
wave, even though you had only 17.6 seconds, like you made an a lasting impact that's going to go a long way. So like, that had to feel and on a ton of incredible. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. That's an awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Of course. Very impressed. And thank you for responding to our. And I'm sorry, I'm making a face with each sip of this whiskey because yeah, I realize I'm pretty much out of whiskey at my house. And so this was Jameson Black Barrel, which oh. I hate. Oh. I don't know why I have it here. I cannot drink. And I just finished that glass and that bottle. So now I'm switching to scotch. And this is the uh, Ron Swanson favorite. It's uh, Laughlin. Uh, or Lagalalawin. I don't know how to say it. Let's be honest. I just know what it looks like. You just like put off and not drink as long as you possibly can. This is awesome. Yeah. It's one of those things that sits on my shelf. I have a few different like expensive bottles of scotch that just sit on my little liquor. I don't know what I'd call it, but it's a rolling bar cart. That's a lot of fun. We have cards right here. Oh, it's yeah. It's amazing. It's great to have because my roommate Spencer loves playing bartender. And so he flips the bar cart around and will make, get behind it and make drinks for everyone. That's That's so cute. That's amazing. We love that. Oh my God. That's smart. We, one time we have like a roof deck situation with like pool, whatever. And yeah, we were going up there one day and these girls had put like cheese plates and appetizers on the top and like drinks on the bottom and rolled it up as like a little portable party. It's like, that's brilliant. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I actually have a charcuterie board that is like three feet by two feet. You do. And I'll fill that thing up. I have a charcuterie board issue. Like I made. Do you really? Oh, We'll send you pictures oh. of the ones she's made. They're well, incredible. can you guys talk to yourselves while I go get my charcuterie board to show you? <laughs> like, uh, it is a massive charcuterie oh board. Dude, this is ours. It says Chicago on it. Oh, that's awesome. It's a Chicago Wait, one. It's so thick. And it is thick. I will not tell you how much this thing cost me. I but am. Have you ever made a charcuterie board on it? Oh, so I filled up this one and I filled up two more one night because i was like i'm filling the whole island with charcuterie yeah so i felt you are how like people did like the tape the island of like nachos and stuff we wanted to do that but our friend was like no the the nacho thing's not right okay so you make these charcuterie boards that you're lactose intolerant so those are just the nights that you decide that you're not lactose intolerant no i just do it for other people so most of i if i choose to not be lactose intolerant i'm probably hammered drunk Okay, very fair. And then I'm postmatesing or Uber eating ice cream to my house once I get home. Um, what's your McDonald's order? <laughs> so that is a good question because it varies. Um, but most of the time, like 99% of the time, it is a double hamburger, add Mac sauce, and a six-piece chicken nugget with hot mustard, barbecue sauce, and a large unsweet tea. Okay. Oh, interesting. That's similarities there. I've never gotten Mac sauce on my double cheeseburger and I'm intrigued. It's better. I would order a Big Mac, but they get pissed at me when I ask them to remove the bun in the middle. (laughs) I don't need those extra carbs. And so... (laughs) Okay, so, do it, do it. Donald, you're like, <laughs> one mini slice of Wait, bread. I'm sorry if you're worried about the carbs of McDonald's or no, just send it. You got to do it. McDonald's <laughs> carbs don't count. Well, I eat McDonald's every day almost. No, you what? don't. Almost every single day. Oh my God. Do you get sick of it? 
as weird as this sounds, no. Right. Um, I will never be sick of McDonald's. Okay. I never do. Unlike any other Diet Coke I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, because it's just, the thing is, McDonald's is so easy. It takes no time to go through the drive-thru. And I know that, like, the burger I'm getting is only 380 calories. I know the nuggets are another, like, 200-something. And so it fits in my macros. Yeah, it fits in my macros. And that's why the other thing I always get is a number 14 from Jimmy John's. And I add pickles and hot peppers to it. I love Jimmy John's. Have you ever had Pop Bellies? I have. Pop Bellies is really good, too. It's, like, the supreme. No, I only – Firehouse Subs is my favorite. Firehouse subs. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm making it. I'm making it because I look at firehouse subs and I'm like, firehouse subs, Subway. Okay, okay don't be no. Subway. <laughs> firehouse subs, Italian hot. It takes like 45 minutes every time I go, and I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. But it is yeah. So good. No, Subway is phenomenal. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I. No, I have nothing against Subway. Um, okay. In fact, when they were doing a special where it was buy one foot long, get one for free, and I would go there and just buy two foot longs, but get one foot long without any sauce on it so I could eat it for dinner. <laughs> I'm like the cheapest, I'm the cheapest, not cheap guy in the world. I will go to a dinner and spend $300 and it's totally fine. But when it comes to Buy one, get one free foot long. I'm like, oh, yeah. Buy one, get one free. Like, I have to go there. I'm saving no, no, so much money by going there. Yeah. Because there's a difference, right? Like, there's a difference. I You love a deal no matter what. But, yes, you can yeah. ball out on a nice dinner. Sure. That's yeah. On or buy a ticket to Thailand, like, the day before. For sure. <laughs> exactly. But I'm also one of those people who I'm – because I cook. Cooking is one of my passions. It's what I love doing. And – I hate wasting food, but more than anything, I do not waste any meat. Okay. I feel like you that would be like a sin. Yeah. And for me, it's just because I feel like if an animal has to die for me to get this food, I have to eat it. Okay. You were such, so. oh my, you're such a thoughtful person. I, I think <laughs> of, I'm just like, no, I don't want to waste this. But wow. What's your favorite meal to cook? This is where I'm kind of a basic bitch, but... It is. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love steak and potatoes. So if I could have a good fatty ribeye yep. that has a nice seared crust on it with um, like potato fondant, that's my go-to meal. Do you want to come cook for us? <laughs> I would love to. No, we have guests. We typically cook for them, but I don't think you'd be impressed. Over. Actually, we're not bad cooks. We're not bad. We're not. I'm just like not. I don't experiment as much as I would love to, but. Here so in Chicago, we'll cook either. Actually, yeah. no, yeah. we go out to dinner. It's yeah. a lot better. Yeah, we'll just we'll just cook together. Yeah. That way, you know, we're all we're all in this one together. While we're all drinking, and it would go over super well. Oh, perfect! I I will say I cook my best food when I'm shit faced drunk. What? Because I will look in the fridge and just get incredibly creative. <laughs> the one time I did that, I almost burnt our house down in college and the fire department came because I yeah. eggs. Oh. In the house. I was like, really super creative. Like literally came home, we're like, we're all hungry. And then we all got really tired. And then all of a sudden it was just like smoke everywhere. I don't know if that's very creative. No way. And that's what I'm saying. Like I can't do that. Oh, I can't cook I under the influence or unless yeah. my house is going to, or apartment is going to burn down. I get that. I will say my favorite drunk thing I ever made for friends was, um, I had egg roll wrappers 
and I found cream cheese and jalapenos and um, chicken. And so I made a chicken jalapeno popper egg roll. And they were amazing. (laughs) When you're drunk, I would be like crying of happiness, I think. Did you have any sauces (laughs) sauces to pair that with? I did a Thai chili sauce with it. That's my favorite sauce in the entire world. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, this is now I'm hungry. Lovely. Let's get to some <laughs> dating stuff because that's what we typically. Well, we talked about food and then dating. Yeah. Hmm. You need to know about your dating life now that you've had some whiskey and some scotch. What's uh-huh. what's your what's the dating deal? How are you? Are you single? Are you taken? Or like, what's the deal? I am single. I still go on dates, um, but yeah, I for me. I, I'm very picky and I tell everyone that I'm the pickiest person you'll ever meet. And part of that is just because if I have to be with someone the rest of my life, I want to make sure the girl I'm dating is someone I can see myself spending the rest of my life with. And I think it's better that way. I'm not wasting my time and I'm not wasting your time because I'm at an age where, you know, I, I know I tell everyone I feel old, but everyone tells me I'm not that old. I'm 28 but I don't want to be an old dad. I want to be the dad who can go out and play football with my kids and play baseball with them and do things like that. And so I would love to settle down by the time I'm 30 and start pumping kids out by 33. <laughs> so I saw on your bio, you want to be a, a minivan guy. I love minivans and everyone <laughs> talks so much shit on minivans. Can I curse on this, by the way? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> everyone talks shit on minivans, but here's the thing. You have a bunch of storage space in the back. The seats all fall down. It's easy to lift things up and put it in there. And I love, I I can't wait until I can buy a minivan. I think you need to become a spokesperson or like be like sponsored by somebody. Like or Toyota. You know what? I'll I'll do the, like Matthew, Mc, I'll, I'll be the minivans what Matthew McConaughey is to Lincoln. <laughs> so I just read his, I just finished his book and he like uh, talked about that and I was like, yeah, that was a really hot commercial. So you could be the minivan guy. You could come out and be like, me and my kids and my minivan. <laughs> or it could be the guy who's like, you don't have to have kids to own a minivan. <laughs> and I'm just... Ripping her no, I will say our friend, when we would go down to her place down in Florida, her parents had a minivan and we would whip around in that thing. It's, it's so much so stuff. It's so messy. much stuff. So many people, and the cool thing about Utah is, is there's always one Mormon coming out with you. And so, if you have a minivan, they can be the DD. Like, screw Ubers, screw Lyft. Yeah, Salt Lake, maybe. I don't know. It's Um, an amazing place. I, I, my family and I would go to Park City all the time, like growing up. Okay. So love it. We're trying to plan all of our college girlfriends trip out to Salt Lake, but no one's do it the bullet yet but if we do you'll yeah. be the first give them know. the elevator pitch of why they should come to salt lake because they're listening <laughs> to this <laughs> oh so here's the thing salt lake city you have mountains so you have snowboarding skiing you've got hiking we've got great lakes everything like if you land at the salt lake city airport you're 40 minutes away from park city you're That's 10 bad. minutes away from downtown our bars are great I know everyone thinks it's super Mormon, but guess what? Salt Lake City is maybe 20% Mormon. Like, we've had a lesbian mayor the past eight years. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I'm very out of it. Well, and the best thing about Salt Lake is you have one person who will always DD for you. Always. 
It's beautiful. In a minivan. In a minivan. In a minivan. <laughs> okay, so wait, you talked about um, wanting to, like, preferring to date older. So uh-huh. you would be a young dad with an older wife. Is that what you're, like, looking for? I'd be okay with that. But when I say older, I mean, I'm not one of those guys who's going for, like, a 22, 23-year-old fresh out of college. I want someone who has some life experience who... Uh-huh isn't going to just get absolutely shit faced on a weekend and have me take care of them. Cause that's just not <laughs> something I'm into anymore. Right. Like if I'm with you getting drunk, great. But when it's like a casual night out and you just get absolutely hammered and I have to deal with it, I'm like, come on. Like we're just meeting friends for a couple drinks. Yeah. Um, but for me, typically I date women who are one to two years older. Okay. That's normally my, I just want them to have the same maturity level that I have. Okay. That makes sense. So. I didn't know if you were going for like, you know, 37 year old, 30 or 40 like year old. sugar mama. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Spicy. Ooh. I mean, I wouldn't mind being a stay at home dad. That sounds amazing to me. I feel like so. you'd be very good at it with the whole cooking experience, the minivan driving. Yeah. Oh, I'd be in an apron every single night when she got home, just whipping up stuff in the kitchen. Honey, how was work today? Was it good? Okay, sweet. I got some dinner for you. The kids are the kids are already in their PJs ready for bed. So. <laughs> you practiced this with John. <laughs> You're like a winner in all of our hearts right now. I'm like, yep, into it. Wait, so you said you're going on dates. Do you use dating apps? Do you get set up? Do you meet I think, people immediately? Like, I don't even know what the situation is. Like, I'm Salt Lake right now with COVID, like going out because here it's like kind of restricted in that sense. So, like, yeah, finding so you can you can go to bars and stuff. I've gotten set up with some people. I think. <sighs> This sounds super dumb because I wasn't even a guy who was famous from the show or anything like that, but I automatically stop talking to a girl if she starts talking about the show with me. And it's just because there's more to my life than just the show. And I don't want that to be a reason why any girl would ever date me. And so preferably I like meeting girls and I don't give them my Instagram. I just give them my phone number and I'm like, text me. Because that way, if a guy takes my Instagram or Snapchat, I was like, it was so nice meeting you, but I, yeah, and you know, for me, here's the thing that sucks is if I tell them my first name and if they live in Salt Lake and we have a couple mutual friends, I'm always the first one that pops up. So they're going to figure it out. But as long as I can like have the initial conversation and like get everything going. And then I appreciate when women do not bring it up with me. Yeah. Just because I, it's not that I don't, like, I don't mind talking about it, but at the same time, I just feel like there's more to me than that show. Yeah. Well, and there was, I mean, there is so much more to you and like, you're an entire person without that experience. And there's so much else mm-hmm. to you besides like, do you know this person from the show or like what? Yeah, I get that. And I think it's, that's what was so fun. It's so fun, like talking to you and then like outside of the show, because we're like, whoa, this like we wouldn't get to know you on this sense, like through the show, which yeah. is awesome. Uh-huh. We're the lucky ones in this situation. People, <laughs> it's, cool. it's like, you're an actual person outside of, you know, what ABC portrays you as. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. no, I, I think I a hundred percent understand where you're coming from in that sense. Well, thank you. 
It has so. to be kind of hard there too. I mean, not that people would have like ulterior motives and not to say that like, you know, you're going to be the next bachelor or anything like that, but it would be hard to kind of know if, if someone brought that up and you had a real connection with them and you're like, okay, are you with me for me or are you with me for who I know and what I 100%. Yeah. Well, and not to sound like arrogant or cocky or anything like that, but like I dated gorgeous women before the show and it's not one of those things. Get out of here. But for me, it's not one of those things where all of a sudden out of nowhere, I have all these women coming at me who were just way out of my league. Yeah. Um, and, but it's just being able to sift through all that stuff. Yeah. And I've understood through this whole process, I'm saying process, Okay, Matt James, I see you. <laughs> but I've kind of like understood why a lot of the bachelor people date each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the bachelor people date each other is because they've been through the same experience. They know what it's like. And they know like everyone who's been on the show sees each other on the exact same level. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of why like the reason that you, a lot of, the guys become friends, right? And people from different seasons Mm -hmm. hang out with each other because you get it. Yeah. And we're not going to sit there and talk about the show. We're going to talk about other things in life. And we all have the same mindset where, you know, our life doesn't circle around the show. It circles around other stuff that we're doing as well. Mm -hmm. So... You guys want some fun trips. I was going to say, like, sometimes, like, from just, like, Instagram, I'm like, wow, they have a really fun time. (laughs) We do have a fun time. And I'll actually be back out in San Diego on the 17th for Spencer's birthday. Party time. We were out there back in February, and, like, I miss it so much. Yeah. It's great there. I, you know, I love San Diego. I haven't been there for a hot minute because I'm, I typically go to L.A., because yeah. there's a lot of direct flights between Salt Lake and LA. Okay. So it's not too bad. I was actually just in LA and I went and saw Chase and we went to uh, uh, oh, Nobu and Malibu. Yeah, you posted a picture. Yeah, was, we saw it. It was yeah. cute. We liked it. Uh, you commented on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so question for you. What are your thoughts on dating people that you have mutual connections with? Do you prefer to date people with mutual connections or zero connections with? Um, I, so Salt Lake City is such a small circle and it's hard to get away from people that you have mutual connections with. But I personally prefer to date people that I have no connections with. Um, And it's just because I feel like a lot of the people here, I know a lot about them. We have mutual friends. I don't mind if I date people with mutual friends because I know our mutual friends are never going to say anything bad about me. But at the same time, I prefer to start completely fresh with someone. Yeah. It's, it's more fun. It keeps everything spicy for the first little bit, at least. Well, we we did an episode today about it. And, you know, we talked about, like, if you go on a first date and you have mutual friends, you spend a lot of your time talking about the mutual friends and who you know and all that stuff. You exactly. Don't talk about like getting to know each other until maybe the end of the date or maybe the next date. Yeah, and that that kind of sucks. If yeah. I'm being honest with you, I'd rather get to know the person than talk about, oh, you know, Bill or oh, you know, John from blah blah blah. Yeah. So 
And then you end up finding out that they dated one of your friends and you're like, I don't know if I want to go through this actually. <laughs> so, you know, that person's like crazy person. You're like, Oh, you dated them. <laughs> Is everything okay with you? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So a lot of the girls I've dated post-show, um, I dated one girl who I've actually been friends with for five years. And it was one of those things where I was like, Hey, we've obviously both had like this sexual tension for a long time. So yeah. like, let's try it out. And, you know, it was cool for a minute, but I felt like it was my sister. And so I couldn't do that anymore. And then the next girl I dated was someone I had really no mutual friends with. And it was great. Um, we were able to start fresh and that was a ton of fun for me. And I never meet people that I don't know. Right. That's awesome. You know, something about them. Yeah. So that was a cool thing. Cause Salt Lake's a very small place we have a million people and you end up seeing everyone at the bar at some point and if you don't know them you're going to go up there and talk to them right so that makes it really hard to meet new people yeah yeah no totally so to wrap up the dating portion of this we typically like to ask for your 30 second elevator pit on why <laughs> somebody should date you and i always forget to time it but i'm going to time you oh this is i'm going to i'm going to I'm going to finish it in 10 seconds. Okay, ready to go. So you should date me because I'm the best guy you'll ever meet. Um, you'll never meet a man who will walk on the inside part of the street, who will always open a door for you and will always pay for a meal. And also, who's going to complain about breakfast in bed in the morning? Oh, my God. Okay, hello. 15 <laughs> seconds. Jesus. <laughs> we have to go now. <laughs> so... I'm a very chivalrous human and it's sad to me how many people aren't used to that who aren't used to guys opening the door for them or girls always get thrown off when I switch spots with them when we're walking on the sidewalk and I go to the outside part of the sidewalk and they're like, Whoa, why'd you do that? And I'm like, it's just something I've been taught and something I've done my entire life. Um, The guy like took my coat off when I sat down and put it on when I stood up. I was like, that's, that was great. I would like, be what? so thrown if that happened and be like, what is this? It was lovely. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? No. It's yeah. Like, but I also feel like some of that's kind of gotten lost, which is sad. It's mm-hmm. so sad. Like, yeah. sometimes, like, even, okay, we so we live in a building and we live in a high rise. And I think no matter who gets on the elevator first, if it's you and a guy, like, if Heather and I are like, if it's a guy, like, let the girl go first. And there's so many guys who just, like, go out first. I'm like, Rude, you were not taught manners. <laughs> yeah. I actually went on a date with a girl who I opened her car door for her. And she said, you know, I can open my own door. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, no shit. You can open your own door. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to do what I do. And this right. is just who I am. And it's just part of me. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy how people can take that out of context, too. It's like, well, yeah, I, I can, can open, open my, my own door. I didn't too. say you could. Yeah, but yeah. sad. I think chivalry. Oh my god, I can't even say the you word. Could? Yeah, because I'm. I'm I would have said it when I did my thing, but I couldn't think of the word. Making me look like like a I can't even speak. So I got you. Oh, appreciate. Oh my god, I love. This has been a blast. Wait, really fast. What are your thoughts on waffles? Oh. Like we've been having 
Are you putting chicken on the waffle or how are we eating it? We went to school in North Carolina and that was like the first time I've ever had chicken and waffles. It was like in school, like in North was it? Was it at a Waffle House? Yeah. Okay. So I don't like Waffle House chicken and waffles because if I'm eating chicken and waffles, I don't want to deal with the bones. Like oh, that's that bullshit. Um, I'd rather have a chicken thigh or a chicken breast fry that I can cut with yeah. my waffle. We had it. There was um, this taco place with like gourmet tacos. We went to middle of nowhere, North Carolina for school. Mm-hmm. And they had this chicken and waffle taco with like this glaze on top. That was the most phenomenal thing. I like dream about it sometimes. Seriously. It's yeah. like, that actually sounds amazing. Yeah. No, it was so if you guys go through my stories, I did a live with Noah and I actually prefer chicken and pancakes more than waffles. I'm more of a pancake guy than a waffle guy. Where were we just to have that? Oh, Bandit. Yes, there's a place in Chicago that has that. And I was like, oh, this is like interesting. Uh Well, if you think about it, a lot of the mixes you'll buy at the store are, they work for waffles and pancakes so in my mind it's the same shit but a pancake is way easier for me to eat because it's not crunchy all over because i already have the crunch from the chicken so why do i need the extra crunch on the waffle like belgian waffles are thick and the syrup gets everywhere and you can't cut them straight and i'm with you yeah you can't cut them straight and the thing is is like having chicken on there is already a big enough bite but if you have a pancake you got that like little pillowy texture so you can fit that bite in your mouth yeah, and it's kind of like a taco situation. Like, you fold it over easier. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. on something. Okay. We're deciding. Chicken. On, like, we need a million-dollar idea. So if you have one of our brainstorms, we can put our jobs and pursue this million-dollar idea. Chicken and waffle. No. Chicken and pancake tacos. That's all you need. You, if people want to add bacon to it, they can. If they want to add an egg to it, they can. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Maybe maybe that's the food truck I'll start in Utah. It'll just be yeah, chicken. We'll have two of them. Yeah, chicken and a pancake. So, Which came first, the chicken or the pancake? Probably the chicken. Definitely. definitely. I don't, I don't think Adam and Eve were messing around with pancakes back then. <laughs> okay. Kept you over an hour. You guys can keep me as long as you want. <laughs> Having a podcast is very hard. I used to do it and it takes a lot of work and a lot of planning. And so I appreciate the both of you for doing this and setting everything up. And you two are the sweetest people. I've done a million different things. And I've never gotten a gift for doing this. Oh my gosh. Of course. So, Usually if like you're in Chicago, we like to like cook people like a dinner yeah, and you then like boost you up a little bit. Yeah. But unfortunately, since we're obviously not even in the same time zone, we were like, we have to show uh, a little treat. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank so, you. Last also, we'll, uh, we're in Salt Lake. Oh, we'll let you know. First of all, back up. Where can people go to follow you? Oh, yeah. To follow me? Um, I do the Instagram. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my Instagram is just my name. Like Jason. I so I have a TikTok, but it's just food stuff. Oh, you like wait, that. I like that. Okay. So my TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everything is just at Chris Conran.
Okay. Um, and actually, before I left for the show, I downloaded TikTok and dropped my name so no one could steal it. I was like, no one can have it. And then I didn't post a TikTok for the longest time. Do you have any advice for us dating at the moment? So advice for 26, my advice is, is don't let people tell you that 27 is your late 20s. Live it up. Have fun. Okay, oh. we love that. Yeah, no. I'm thinking like late 20s is like me turning 30. <laughs> yeah, late 20s is 30. And the thing is, I'm not going to feel old until I hit my Jesus year. That's what I tell everyone. Yeah, totally. The, the, the age that Jesus died, which I believe is 33. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. I think I remember that from really I was past. like, wait, pull this out. I was a long time ago. <laughs> so when my friends turn 33, I'm always like, congrats on making it to your Jesus year. They're like, this is the year Jesus died. And I'm like, you're going to outlive him. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) That could be the precursor. Like you never know. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we're living it up. We're definitely living our best life. Have fun, you know, go on dates, enjoy life. And I'll, I'll say the dates. Yeah. yeah, The more people you date, the better of an idea you're going to have as to what you're going to want later in life. And I I tell everyone that I've dated a million people in my life and I've only, I've only told I love you to three girls. Um, Wow. So I'm someone who, I don't know, I guess I've only had, I've only had two girlfriends though. That's okay. Who was, who was the, who else did you tell I love you to? (laughs) It was a girl I've dated for a life. (laughs) Claire in the (laughs) 72.6 seconds. Claire. But I, I got out of the limo and I went up to her and I just said, I love you. And that was my opening line. They cut it out. I have no idea why, but I thought I'd be the first one to just say it. That early on in the show? <laughs> they were just like, oh shit, this guy said I love you already. He's done. Get him out of here. He's <laughs> done. Um, it was amazing to talk to you guys. Bye. Bye.